the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I tell you what's happening across the nation. Getting over $6, $7 a gallon. I hear upwards in, uh, of $9 a gallon in areas of California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's happening across the nation. And that's just the gas prices, right? Because a lot of people don't even connect the dots between the increased prices and everything else. And we've got a lot of uh, information to give to you guys to discuss tonight because the there is a war going on in Ukraine, but there's wars going on and battles happening, not in the same sense, of course. But we uh, we are we are in some battles here in this country for the heart and the soul of this nation and for our economic future. And we're going to discuss uh, both of those tonight's, all those different battlefronts here on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Two great guests for you. It's Wednesday. So uh, Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, will be here sharing all of his wisdom. And I'm going to be putting him through a lightning round tonight because there's just so many different fronts going on with the economic issues that we've got happening here. Before that, though, we've got we asked him to come back. Scott Powell, who wrote the interesting, fascinating book, Rediscovering America, had him on. I think it was last week. And I just loved so much his perspective about this country and uh, and how he wove together our nation's holidays with our history, with our founders, what we're supposed to be about and then what we need to do to save this nation. Because according to him, this we're at an emergency. We're in the 11th hour. So I asked him to come back tonight because there's some serious culture war stuff going on. There's so much happening here that they don't want you to focus on that is dire, that our country is on the brink of being lost forever. And, it, and, and without one bomb being dropped from a plane. I want to hear from you guys tonight, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You can follow me on all the socials at Andrea K Show. And we are streaming live right now on Facebook at the Answer San Diego page. Before I go any further, I got to bring in this man. It's DJ Potato Skins. I have my veto pen drawn and ready. And I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. But Andrea, don't worry. We're getting a gas rebate from uh, New Cellini. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on the local news. Oh, it, right now, it's on the Chiron. Governor Newsom wants a tax rebate to combat soaring gas prices. Y'all think you're going to get a check? From Gavin Newsom. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, coming up with El Hoff as well in our economic section. But thank you for giving me that laugh as, as we open the show. Thank you for the giggles. Yeah. We might have to start. Uh, Saving demand- that for Bob Walters. Well, yeah. We might need to start demanding a two drink minimum for people to listen to the AK show. Yeah. Um, hey, go easy on the sound effects, my man. We're not morning talk radio. Say what? Yeah. Um, okay. So really horrific images and stories coming out of Ukraine. Enough 
that I'm already st- feeling myself getting choked up talking about it. When I hear that a maternity ward or a maternity hospital came under fire today, make no mistake about it. Those questioning whether or not America should put troops on the ground over there, or how involved we should be, is it, it isn't because we don't understand the evil that is at play here. Right. We understand that. That's why you have to show strength so that you you deter somebody like a Putin from deciding that he's going to take a nation like this. Right. Didn't happen. Happened during the eight years of Obama Biden happened in the four years before that under George W. Bush pause for four years under Donald J. Trump. And then almost immediately tanks were being gassed up and move into the Ukraine border under Joe Biden. Right. But we still have to be wise. We have to use discernment as a nation before we dedicate troops and time and treasure to that battle. And here's a question I have for you guys tonight. I read an article on New York Post. It's a U.S. veteran, an Army vet. And yes, I do love the Army, even though I'm the daughter of two Marines. He's Army vet Cody Hurd, and he's actually decided he is a uh, father, uh, married, he's 28 years old, married, has a young wife named Amanda and two little daughters. They look like they're about four and six years old. And he has decided he's a former infantryman. He was honorably discharged in 2018. And he has decided that he is going to uh, join, that he's heading to Ukraine to join the fight. And he is one of uh, quite a few U.S. veterans. I don't have a total number yet. There's estimates. There's estimates actually that 2,000 British soldiers have gone AWOL because they've gone over there to join the fight. Uh, this young man, Army vet Cody Hurd, has said that he started thinking about his kids. He was thinking, if I was in that position, would I want someone else coming over and helping us? He said, absolutely, yeah. He had actually served uh, with someone um, who had come to the U.S. from Ukraine, someone who had immigrated here. And he said he was in my unit and he had fought the Russians before. Then he went back home. Um, so he said I, he felt he feels like it was, you know, the brothers in arms. Right. He said he feels like this um, was his brother and that he's going to go and, and help. So there are other vets. I don't have it. I don't have a total account. But he said that um, he had a Skype meeting. Uh, with other vets, and they are going to go and fight Ukraine. And this is my question for you guys tonight. What do you think about this? What do you think about U.S. veterans joining together and going over there? What are your thoughts? Because if we've got veterans going over there, then 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 it calls in the question, well, why aren't we going over as, as a military force? I'm interested to get your guys' thoughts. Or is it just that, you know what, if you've got people that, that you, former vet, you know U.S. vets that want to go and fight, then, you know, that's their right to do so. I, I, you know, I, while I find it admirable and honorable that he wants to join the fight, I am shocked. He's got a wife and two young daughters, and we're seeing these images come out. Uh, got a, 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 our number is 888-344-1170. You got a comment you want to make on that, Skins? Yeah, it's, it, you know, and these are, these are noble acts, and I, you know, I absolutely just salute these people. But it's like, you know, we have a lot going on here at home, and it makes you wonder, why aren't we standing up here in the United States? Well, and, and it's interesting because a poll came out and I don't remember the exact number the other day, but there were, de- there were a, a large percentage of Democrats. In fact, maybe we'll have you Google that during the break. A large percentage, percentage of Democrats said that if we were invaded, they would not take up arms and to, to defend the United States wow. of America. And the Biden administration has actually made an announcement. They have closed the door on sending combat aircraft, citing high risk. 
uh, NATO uh, ally uh, Poland uh, said that they um, they contacted Washington on Tuesday with a public offer to transfer its Russian-made uh, MiG-29 fighters to a U.S. base in Germany as a way to replenish Ukraine's air uh, support, and it was turned down. Um, and and you know, and and, and when I see. Look, I, I'm probably the only woman you know, I'm just going to say this, who watched last night on TV World War II from space, okay, and actually got to see an aerial view of all the different fronts and all the different movements and, and particularly, you know, um, you know, the beaches of Normandy. I, I, you know, I love the United States military. I am in awe of how these volunteers have saved the world from Nazism and fascism and communism. And that is what we face again in communism. It's no different. It, it, yeah. It, Except that, are we the same nation? No. We're not the same nation. And this is why I have to have Scott Powell on. We're not. When you have Americans in this country saying they wouldn't take up arms to defend America if we were invaded right now, are we really in a position as a nation to send a force over there? Are we just going to get destroyed and lose millions of Americans? I'm I'm not a war expert. The geniuses that I watched on that special last night as they laid out um, the, the well, I don't have time to get into it, but it's absolutely fascinating. The brilliant minds that we used to have in this country running our military. And now we've got General Milley talking about, yeah, I want to know what's wrong with my whiteness and why I'm white. Right. We actually had it was Democrats, actually, who did something called the Night of Black Snow in which they so bombed. And this was before Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They dropped so many bombs on Japan Destroying pretty much an entire part of a nation before they even dropped, you know, um, the atom bomb. That's not our nation. That's not who we are anymore. It's a question for you guys. 888-344-1170. We're clearly not the nation that we were when right now the entire focus of the uh, the what was a minority which is now taking over and becoming at least the majority force in this country is waging a cult we've got a cultural war in this country that is as devastating to the united states of america's future as if we had an invasion and somebody dropping bombs i knew you agree with me andrea i wake up each and every day lately in this country and of course you and i fight the good fight and we try and you know bring hope to people i don't feel safe in this country anymore i don't and the reason why you don't is because of the people running the country and how they've taken over all of our institutions from the entertainment industry, the media, and our schools, and they've t- they have changed and destroyed the fabric of this nation. Case in point, the LBGTQ. In our generation, did we have 30% of students wanting to change their gender? Not even close. No. We grew up knowing who who Renee Richards was, but we did not have this. This is being planted in the minds of children, destroying children's lives so that they can destroy the Judeo-Christian principles and values in this nation. Hat tip to Florida. They passed the Parental Rights Act that has been incorrectly called the Don't Say Gay Act. This was not an attack on LBGTQ youth. If you are a child in a Florida school, and this was for young children too, by seven years old. Look, in the state of Florida today, if you've been trying to transition your kid in home and you've been telling your seven-year-old that Johnny is really Jill, he can still pretend that he's Jill in school. Okay, that's this is not about telling some kid they're not allowed to be gay. This is about not having teachers trying to indoctrinate 
little kids. There's a big difference. It's a huge difference. And it's about not only not indoctrinating kids, trying to recruit them into into LBGTQ, but also not doing that at the exclusion of the parents and denying them the right to parent their children. And guess who was against this bill in Florida? Disney. The Disney CEO. That was was actually what popped in my head before you said it. Yes. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this discussion with Scott S. Powell, author of Rediscovering America. Later on, we got Dave Elhoff here. We've got so much to talk about on the economy. And hopefully he's going to have some wisdom to share with you guys to ease the panic that many people are having. So stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Just saw some, some sad news, uh, local San Diegans. I just saw that uh, Rusty, Russ T. Nails, a local comedian and musician and uh, talk show host, passed away suddenly at the age of 64 today. Had a stroke after filming an episode of the local show on the air. And I interviewed Rusty Nails once. He's friends of, he was friends with uh, somebody here at the station and just uh, we, Local, I, I don't want to word, use the word legend, but very well known, well respected, super funny, and really nice guy. So I'm sad to hear that. Prayers for his family. Uh, at the open of the show, we were talking about Ukraine and and uh, how we've got some U.S. veterans that are going over there to fight, and and but that uh, the decision on whether or not to send our U.S. military over there is fraught with difficulties for one reason, because we are not the same country that we used to be, and our military is not the same as it used to be. We have a commander-in-chief who right now is not even – the leaders, He here he is, he shut down our oil production, right? Was taken, taken, and, and funded uh, the, the Nord Stream two for Russia, right? Then decides under pressure to ban the the oil from and gas from Russia. So then he goes hat in hand around the world to get it. Except people, uh, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia won't even take his calls. That's how little respect our commander in chief has. So do I feel comfortable having our military go over there right now? Absolutely not. And all he has to do is open the Keystone Pipeline, Andrea. Right. right. So we are not the same country we used to be at all. Can we get it back? Joining me now to discuss is Scott S. Powell, author of Rediscovering America, and he joins me now. Hi, Scott Powell. Thank you for being back with us. Oh, I'm so glad to to be with you and your audience. So um, we used to be the United States of America, particularly our, our U.S. military, used to be a force that had love of country, love of God, fear of God. Um, the, the most culturally sound institution we had. Now it's been corrupted with all of this cultural Marxist stuff from CRT to now LBGTQ, um, which is, which is a, a, a huge aspect of the cultural war we face. But first, I want to get your perspective on the U.S. military because your book is all about history of the United States, how the holidays play a part in that and, and help us to understand our traditions and where we're at. I'm not seeing our military the same way as it used to be. Am I wrong? No, I think we have to be aware that changes have happened, but I think that the military still, among all of our institutions, it probably has the the deepest reservoir of patriotic people as compared with our 
our various other institutions, including the FBI and the CIA. But the problem I have, um, excuse me for interrupting, Scott Powell, may, maybe I should have reframed my question. Um, the, your, your soldiers, your airmen, your, you know, your, your Navy officers and the, you know, the sailors, um, they're not, the, it, it, they, they are on, under the chain of command and they have to take orders. It's the leadership that's gone. Yes, that is true. It's it's true. The leadership is uh, is uh, is politically corrupt right now. That's absolutely true. And how, from a historical standpoint, it, it, and I don't know how much in your book you detailed this. I was watching on TV last night World War II from space because on the History Channel. Um, I, you know, I'm looking at the, our our military back during World War II and just not recognizing that kind of determination to save the world, determination uh, to fight for freedom, um, I, I, I don't see that same, you know, patriotism as well as wanting to share that with the world. I'm not seeing that anywhere in our culture today. Well, think about how it was under uh, our former president, uh, Donald Trump. It was very different. So things have changed very quickly, and they can also change again because I do think that uh, the military still has the, the deepest reservoir of, of patriotic people. But the, the leadership is politically corrupt right now. We're passing through a very difficult phase uh, uh, for our country. But, uh, you know, we've faced many insurmountable difficulties in the past, uh, and I document those in the book. Um, so I, I, I would suggest that we recognize that those qualities of character that enabled us to get over very difficult periods in our past history of this, those same qualities will help us get over the, the period we're passing through now. I think you're right. I think that the there, it, the majority, which I think did show up to vote in 2020, and it was through a variety of different um, illegal means uh, that Joe Biden was given the White House, I think those the, that majority, the MAGA people, the America First people have that same spirit that I saw last night in World War II, the same spirit that our fighting men and women have always had in this country. We're the people that when, that when asked a poll question the other day, would you take up arms like the Ukrainians and fight for your nation? The Democrats in large numbers said no, but the rest of us would. So it is here to stay. I'm curious how we get it back because when I look at the forces for evil in this country, because it is a force for evil that is determined – regardless of what the majority says, is determined to change this country from a force for good, one based on Judeo-Christian principles and values, and turn it into something evil. I'm wondering how we get that back because that force is so strong. And where I see it the most is in the cultural areas, in particular the LBGTQ. Your thoughts? Well, in some ways, you've answered your own question. You, First of all, I commend you for identifying uh, that what we're up against. We're up against an evil force, an evil spiritual force. Uh, and we know that uh, our, in our Christian heritage, our Christian understanding is all based on, you know, a, a savior, a savior who gave his life that we might have a direct relationship with God. And this is a resurrected savior. This is a savior that is alive spiritually. Our opponents, uh, they, they don't have what we have. We have great power if we would only recognize it. And the power of the Rediscovering America is that it documents uh, transitional leaders who overcame enormous odds, and in every case, it was a faith and reliance on God that enabled them to succeed. 
and we will succeed again, but we, we, are, uh, we are in desperate need of a spiritual revival, which I think is already taking root. We need to see it really uh, accelerate and, and really bring about a, a changed consciousness. And yes, we won't, we won't, we, we're not going to bring everyone to see things, but we are passing through a period where even uh, you have to almost be blind not to see the, uh, the deceit, the falsehood, and the lies that have been peddled on us over the last couple of years in almost every field. So I think there is a great awakening that's uh, emerging right now. Well, they're fighting it because, you know, anytime you've got somebody, um, I, I often use an example of a domestic abuse situation. You know, anytime, um, a, 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 if a woman wants to leave an abusive husband, she's, she's at the most vulnerable when she's trying to leave, right? And so as we are trying to take our country back, eyes are open. Uh, even many, um, you know, Republicans who thought Roe v. Wade was acceptable back in 72 now see the technology in 3D that it is not her body. It's an entire human being, right? You could see it and that, you know, it's, it's infanticide going on. So there's a pushback against that evil going on in this country. There's significant pushback against this LBGTQ where they are going around. It is so evil that they are trying to recruit little children and permanently mutilate their bodies with puberty blockers without parental consent and knowledge. And I had to give credit tonight. I think Governor DeSantis might be one of the leaders like you write about in your book who is so firm and so solid and he is such a leader in this front that he is he is just cannot be cannot be shaken when it comes to doing the right thing for freedom how do we get the rest of the country to get to to, to pick up and go along with him well remember that um you know following faith and reliance on god uh when, when we have a reliance on God, it gives us great confidence. It gives us courage. And it turns out that courage is contagious. So I, I think that, you know, DeSantis is a source of renewed courage for other political leaders, other governors. I mean, when you're standing on the side of right, uh, my goodness gracious, uh, people should have courage and a determination to follow through on it. And I think that that is it, – it's – it's happening. It may not be happening as fast as we would like, but uh, it is happening. And I think there is reason for hope. But, you know, it's always darkest in a storm before the storm breaks. So, um, you know, we have to be the light <laughs> that, that shines in the darkness. And just think about what each one of us can do. Each one of us knows several people who don't think like we do, but uh, that are open-minded. We need to reach out to as many people as we can to bring them into the light, because this is what we're called to do. We're, we're, we are called to be a light in darkness, and we are passing through very dark times right now. Well, that's why I wanted you back tonight, because, you know, it can, it can, you know, it's my job to come here and report on what's happening, and I give my analysis, and, you know, oftentimes, you know, it, it is dark, 
And I got to be straight with people. I can't come here and slop sugar when when the reality isn't good. But then I've got to also shift into what are we going to do about it and how can we fix it? Because as a Christian, I'm not going to bury my head in the sand and refuse to hear any bad news every day. Right. And I hear that from my Christian friends. And I'm like, that's that we can't do that because then we're just handing we're handing our nation and our children and grandchildren over to evil. We've got to get engaged and we need to. And I and I had you on because you're a reminder to me and I hope to others listening, that we can still have hope no matter how dark it is. We can be honest about the darkness and we can still have hope because we know who's on the throne and it's in him who we place our hope and our faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, 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 you took the words right out of my mouth. I have nothing to add to what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you nothing. for being here. Here's what you can add. You can tell everybody where to get your book. Well, uh, the, the, the book has been received extremely well. It's now been number one on Amazon for the last month in the category of new release history uh, books, which is quite an accomplishment. It became number one without even being available to be read, but that's the status. And when orders started getting filled yesterday at Amazon, because that was the official release date, they ran out of stock. Yay! (laughs) It was was a very successful launch. There are supply chain constraints with delivery of books. The the, the first print can absorb all the orders and, and, and more to come. But right now, Amazon is short of books. People can go right to Barnes & Noble and buy the book. And just to remind your listeners, the book is really uh, designed for very busy people who don't normally read books. The book is relatively short at 200 pages, and each chapter is a standalone short story about the transitional periods in our country with backstories that will literally blow your mind. You will learn things in this book that you have, you, you never heard before. And they're very uplifting. They're powerful stories of overcoming impossible odds and how it was done. I'll take, I'll give you, I'll give you a little vignette. Well, real you know? quick, cause we've got about 30 seconds left. Well, we all know that that uh, in the early revolutionary struggle, Washington was short of funds and he needed mm-hmm. money to to fight the British. Well, it turns out that in 1755, a Jewish immigrant from Poland had immigrated to New York. He immediately allied himself with the with the patriotic cause, with the cause of the patriots. And uh, Washington, of course, was defeated in New York and driven out. And this this Jewish immigrant, whose name was Chaim Solomon, was arrested for you know, for, for being, uh, supporting the, the, the British. He was thrown, you know, he was in prison, but then they learned that he, he could speak German. So they enlisted him to, uh, to, to translate for the, uh, the German Hessians that were working under the British. Well, he didn't translate. He persuaded them to leave, uh, the British cause and to ally themselves, uh, with the Patriot cause. Wow. And he was rearrested for that, for treason, thrown in jail, sentenced to death. He j- drived his, uh, the, the jailer, got out of jail, went to Philadelphia, and he became the single person that raised more money for the Revolutionary War, more money for the patriot cause of George Washington and the Continental Army. And one, one dare say that we would not have won that war without, that, without his talent and skill uh, being employed for, that, for, the, for the cause. It's, a, it's an incredible story. Wow. Another, history, another history book has told that story. And it's I've all never true. heard it. It's never heard it before. Never heard yep. it before. Scott Powell. He, fin- he financed the final march to Yorktown entirely. Washington had no money wow. to march uh, to, to Yorktown. Of course, Yorktown was the decisive battle that ended the war. Wow. 
Wow, I didn't know that story. All right. I could I could keep you here all day, but I've got another guest backed up here. I gotta get to some economic news. I gotta get back into into the dark. Well we'll do this again. <laughs> yes, we'll have you back real Absolutely. soon. Thank you so Absolutely, much for being Andrea. here. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Y'all stay tuned. We got more to talk about on the other side of the break. Get more from the Andrea K Show at ourfreenation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. The question I posed to you all at the top of the hour is whether or not you think U.S. veterans should be heading over to Ukraine and joining the fight. Maybe you think it's cool. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I was shocked to see that a young father of two was going to be heading over there. Maybe y'all feel like it's so important that we should have U.S. veterans going over there or maybe even the U.S. military at this point. Joining me now to discuss the economic issues of the week is my friend and financial thought, Dr. Dave Elhoff. Of course, I always, with his uh, former military, he was a backseater. I always got to ask him his take on things military as well. Before we get into the economics, my friend, I got to pick your brain on, on Ukraine and what's happening there. Well, it's an absolute travesty. I'll tell you, but you know, you got veterans volunteering to go over there. That's their choice. Do we? I, I'm troubled with all this. I don't know what we can do about it. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, Biden saying to Zelensky that, hey, we'll come and pick you up. And he says, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Well, that's a country that's prepared to fight for their freedom. And There's very few countries that are prepared to do that or want to do that. They Mm -hmm. usually just fold their tents and go home and are occupied. But in this situation, you know, every, every person counts. Every body counts. Every gun counts. And they've put up a fierce resistance. Mm -hmm. They, everyone thought it would fold within a couple of days. This is in Afghanistan. And the, these are not people that are just bending to the Russians and saying that, uh, uh, okay, come and take us over and we'll be right. your slaves. Right. In fact, there's there's a, a, a over I think you I don't know what to trust in terms of what the media is telling us, but I think over three thousand Russian soldiers have been killed. Um, there's defectors uh, going on. Um, there's been I, some reports of suicide of Russian soldiers because they're not uh, you know wanting to do this, and it's just it, I had to get your take on it. Uh, with your military background, because, you know, we need we need to be more discerning before we dedicate, because as much as we see the horrific images coming out there, our people matter, too. And we need to be more careful than we were at Vietnam. We need to be more careful than we were before we went and spent 20 years in Afghanistan with our U.S. military. And, you know, we and nor do we have the military leadership and even in the lower ranks, the same sense of patriotism and duty that we had 
you know, in Vietnam and and or even in in Iraq and Afghanistan. And so I'm very troubled by this because it's in my DNA to go. Yeah, we got to get over there and fight. I'm not, you know, you know, it's just, you know, I come from a long line of military men and women. My mother was a Marine. Right. So thank you for your perspective on that. Okay, we've got an economic um, battle. At least um, the American people are struggling and fighting uh, economically every day. And it's only getting worse. Uh, the uh, the gas prices are upwards of $9 a gallon in some parts of the state, Elhoff. And what did the Biden administration come out and do? First of all, Biden came out and lied. I don't know if you heard his speech. Said there's no policy that he had that had anything to do with this this spike, that this is all, all, all as a result of Putin. Jen Psaki came out today and it got... And said that um, opening up Keystone Pipeline would not affect it whatsoever. And now the big push is for electric vehicles. And I don't know if everybody heard this Stephen Colbert comment that he said last night, but I want to play it and get Elhoff's reaction. Since the invasion, oil prices have skyrocketed. Today, the average gas price in America hit an all-time record high of over $4 per gallon. Okay, that stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. I'm willing to pay. It's important. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon. Was that it? I think he went on to say something about because he drives a Tesla and because so the, the clip ended too soon because, you know, this is what Buttigieg and Kamala came out yesterday. That's the solution for everybody. Even the seniors that are on fixed incomes. Go out and buy a $50,000 car, Elhoff. No, it's a $150,000 car that he drives and nobody can afford that. Plus, there's where does electricity come from, Andrea? It comes from gas plants. It comes from oil, coal plants. It comes from fossil fuels to generate the electricity to charge those electric cars that cost $150,000. And if you are an environmentalist, what do you do with the batteries after they go away? Yeah, and he wants to talk about, he wants to talk about, right, he wants to talk about a conscience. My conscience is clear because, see, me and 74 and 75 million Americans voted for Donald J. Trump. And Putin wouldn't be in Russia right now, nor would we be paying six, seven, eight dollars a gallon for gas in this country right now. And who doesn't have a conscience is Stephen Colbert, these limousine liberals and these Democrats who who are happy that the American people are struggling right now, suffering. Uh, I tell you, that, that's the whole thing. It's you're going to have to suffer. You listen to Biden. I've never heard such an idiot in my life talk about <laughs> anything. That guy doesn't have a freaking clue of what's going on with most Americans. He doesn't have a clue because he's benefiting from the millions of dollars that Ukraine, Russia, and China have given to his son and his operation. I mean, that guy was dirt poor when he went into Congress, yep. and now he's a multimillionaire. What is going on with that? Well, it wasn't from from wifey Jill's, um, you know, Dr. Jill, who's, uh, you know, no offense to the PhDs out there. But, you know, um, you, you know, nobody suspects that she's got a copy of Swan's Way on her nightstand. I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Ukraine um, and how this is going to affect 
our economics. Ukraine has banned exports of wheat, oats, and other food staples. Who knew that Ukraine could have this kind of impact on us? There are reports I read today that, uh, you know, from um, there's uh, the world depends on many of these supplies for um, all kinds of products. It has to do with um, not a lot of people think it's just fertilizer, but there's all kinds. They're known as the breadbasket of the world. I had no idea. They that's one of the reasons why Putin wants it so bad. The natural resources in Ukraine are far more substantial than any other place in Russia. The oil, the gas, the palladium, the the special metals that they have, plus the food that they can generate. That's why he wants it so bad. Many people discount the fact that it it isn't just about border protection. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one's going to go and invade Russia. But when you got Ukraine, which is, like you said, a major breadbasket of the world, he wants that. Right. And, 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 and think about the impact now this is going to have on the world. This is one more reason why Joe Biden enabling Putin to do this, encouraging him to do this is, is, is how this is going to affect the rest of the world. We're already got $9 a gallon of gas in some places. How much more is it going to go? Cause now we've, we've also got a supply chain problem and now it's going to get even worse. And oh, by the way, as you've said before, when the price of gas skyrockets, so does the cost of absolutely everything else because it's all comes to us via transportation. How many little old people in El Cajon are not going to be able to afford to run the air conditioning seniors this summer? This is what we are. I am, I, you know, I, I, I had this great segment with Scott Powell about hope, and, and now i got to go dark again. But, Elhoff, you're here to bring some reality economically to people as well as some options and some ways that they can probably prop, help themselves economically. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears with Elhoff, and maybe he's got some suggestions on what to do. I'm hearing some people say move 401 and other stuff in, into silver and gold. So I've got some questions for Elhoff. Y'all stay tuned. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Dave Elhoff continues with me, and hopefully we're going to move into an area where we can give you guys some some ideas and some suggestions, because it ain't going to get any better anytime soon. And don't be counting on Gavin Newsom. I don't know if you heard this, Elhoff. He was he went out and did this press conference at his state of the state, and he's, you know, everybody's saying today, you're going to get gas rebates, uh, gas tax rebates. No, he, he's, he's proposing it, gave no specifics, and said he will work with quote, legislative leaders to put money back in the pockets of Californians to address rising gas prices. Um, you know, just, you know, nothing but games um, from these Democrats, right? Well, and they're going to go into their uh, reserves and pay out $300 a person. What's that going to do for people? Absolutely nothing. And the other thing is, is this, is that Andrea... You know, people out there, there are inflation-protected portfolios that you can invest in. Gold and silver can be one of those, but there's other areas that you can invest in that do well 
during times of inflation and rising interest rates. Well, let me ask you real quick. Let me ask you real quick because everybody's talking gold and silver. And my thing is, when has there ever been a time, even if they completely ruined the dollar like they did in Venezuela, when was the last time you were able to go into a grocery store and hand over a chunk of gold or silver and get some goods? You're absolutely correct. That's exactly right. You, that's one of the problems with gold and silver. You, there's other ways to benefit from it by buying mining stocks and stuff like that that are totally liquid that allows you to sell when the price has gone up and then go and buy groceries okay. and other things. <laughs> but if you hold gold and silver, you got to go and sell it before you are able to go and purchase goods and services. Okay. Let me ask you this. There's a, a top of Drudge today, and I don't look at the only. I, I used to go to Drudge to get conservative news because it was a conservative aggregator. Now I go there to see what are the Dems pushing out because <laughs> that's how much it's changed. Uh, Biden and the administration, they're looking at cryptocurrency, they're looking at digital currency, and that changes the game for everybody because, and I've been warning for a while that this, that our government wants to take us off of cash. They want to put us into a digital system that, as part of their technocracy, and um, I don't like it one bit. Your thoughts? Well, I, I tell you, cryptocurrency is in the tank right now. It is not a safe haven. I mean, it is tanked since all of this stuff has gone on. So, Elhoff, should we hope it stays there? I mean, maybe that makes it not as, you know, uh, lucrative for the government. Yeah, does that decentivize them to try to push us into a digital currency situation? Well, exactly. You know, there is a bill out there. I'll have to get the number of it where they would like to pass it and have everyone go to crypto. Hey, your bank accounts are no longer worth the cash. They're only going to be worth what the crypto that the government controls is and what the exchange rate is, is up in the air. Do you think it's going to be favorable for you no. or the government? No. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't want anyone coming on and saying that the only way we're going to do this is through crypto controlled by the Fed. The Fed is a monster. Yes. <laughs> they haven't done much right in quite some time. So, uh, so can you help people? I can help. We got two minutes left. A minute. I'll give you a minute. Tell people how to get a hold of you and quickly tell them that you can't, if you can help them. I obviously they need to sit down with you and and have you share that your, their situation with you. Exactly right. Because what you need to know that there are portfolios out there that are designed to take advantage of inflation and interest rate hikes. Okay. There are portfolios out there. I have several. I use a company called first trust. But the problem, in order for you to get it, you got to go through someone like me. It doesn't have to be me. Find someone else that understands these strategies. I was at luncheon with First Trust today. They have an inflation hedge portfolio. Another area that you might want to concentrate is global commodities, precious metals that have baskets of stocks that are designed to fight inflation and rising interest rates. All right. Well, we've only got a minute left. So tell every, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. 
548-0965. I'll load you up with information. But we need to have a conversation. Yeah. 619-548-0965. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad. Thank you, you, hon. You know, I think both guests, it was about tonight, Scott Powell, as well as El Hoff. Things are tough and we're not going to deny it here on the Andrea K show. We're not going to puff you up with all this. Oh, yay. We're going to take back the house and it's just going to be rainbow and unicorns forever. Far beyond that. Um, But there is hope. There is hope. We we put our hope in the Lord. We we don't put our hope in government. And and we there are experts out there that can help you navigate these really scary times economically. And that's Dave Elhoff. So thank you, gentlemen, so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Skins. We'll be back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we got our buddy Cordy Lee Williams, who's running for um, uh, U.S. Congress actually for Senate. So tune in tomorrow night. Love you all. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.